Hello, hello. Okay, you boys ready? Mm-hmm. Hello. Oh, jeez. Why are you hurting them? They're only machines. Because I'm a fucking bastard. This is Seriously Seagal. What so up? long. <laughs> so long. Yes, welcome to Seriously Seagal Season 2, Episode 3. We are talking about the 2004 South Korean classic Clementine. Mm. Which like stars. Saddlingly Seagal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Depressingly Seagal. Watch an hour and a half of crying. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was thinking that this, this movie could be called Crying and Drinking. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, a tale of redemption. Seagal is in this movie for all of 10 minutes. Max. <laughs> Max, yeah. like really. And maybe sometimes it's not even him yeah. in that cage fight. He's playing world legend cage fighter, the American. Jack Miller. Mm-hmm. Another Jack Never been character. defeated in the ring. Uh, nobody's ever even made it three rounds with him. Nope. Or four rounds. I think there was some discrepancy yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> there were some betting issues there. Yeah. So again, this this movie was made in South Korea. Yep. We were watching it with subtitles. Seagal is overdubbed in Korean, or perhaps even... Yeah, was does that he even Mandarin speak... Like, he, like yeah, does he, he uses for like half a voice? second. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, it's like some other like Asian dude speaking over him for right. most of it. Right, yeah, right. He, he it's dubbed. Um, so this is a very different experience for us. Yep. And who are we? We are the Seagal goons. We are the guys who have way too much fun breaking down every Seagal movie. This is like our 25th Seagal movie that we've yeah. done. It just gets better and better. Dude, I had like a fine wine. <laughs> this was such a different experience. Mm. Like, we'll, was, we'll get into that. It was but fun, right? Yeah, you, it was, you it was totally different. Yeah, I, I had a blast. So this is P-Bear. The set, this is the sound of P-Bear's voice. I'm the drummer for the Van Burens. Sitting across from me, not wearing his customary blanket. This is the flavor. No, I'm just kidding. This, <laughs> whoa, is, this is the flavor. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing Ooh. with everyone. Let me throw it away across the helm to my main man. And we get Mr. Smitty, man in the ship. Mr. Yeah. Smitty, it looks like you had a recent encounter with Mr. Steven Seagal himself. <laughs> yes, because your, seriously. Your I'm, right I, hand is heavily bandaged and in a cast. I um, I had an uh, unfortunate incident with Mr. Seagal a, few, uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. Yeah, he snapped me good, boys. He snapped me good. Yeah, it's a good thing it's only like your wrist, arm area. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like your neck. Snap you know? my uh, fifth meta- metacarpal. Ugh, Jesus. Did he send? Did he have a message to send to us or something like that? He, you know what? He did say something after he did it, but mm. I could, it was so quiet. I <laughs> it was inaudible. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't hear it over the sounds of my bones breaking. Understandable. Smitty, I'm so pissed. Yeah, what? yes, what? that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about Clementine. Let's... Flav, you said you had a one-sentence sum-up of what this movie is about. Do you think you could tell us what... <laughs> yeah, a devious grandma ruins a family. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty accurate. And everyone pays for true. it for the rest of the two hours. <laughs> a devious family... Uh, no, a devious grandma ruins a family and drives two separate people to become alcoholics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then later apologizes kind of for it. <laughs> Not really. No, no, not really. She's the worst. She, she kind of cries through it, but she never actually says she's sorry about doing it. <laughs> you would you would not be able to understand exactly what Flav is talking about in the first hour of this movie. Oh my but god! But there's an insane oh. plot twist that comes down the road uh, <laughs> that like had us all befuddled. We had for to like take like a halftime break, and like Smitty and I were like discussing this and like <laughs> trying to like use our wits <laughs> to figure this out, and then like. 
20 seconds after we like restarted the movie, they like gave they, it all out. There like, are right. three <laughs> scenes explaining how ridiculous that plot twist was and how it could possibly be true. Do you guys think they should have kept it that way, or do you think they should have just started no. with the description? The plot twist should have just been the intro, so we know what the fuck is going on. I thought I it was just, just so confused, unnecessarily so confused. Like that middle moment. section should have just been the intro, right? I liked this movie generally, but the, yeah, in the in the middle, it starts to really lag. It should be a Taken style movie yeah. where a cage fighting alcoholic dad. Has to fight to save his daughter's life, <laughs> right. but that is only the last ten minutes of the yeah, movie. Yeah, really up until take, there, yeah, it's so it's, insane. Up until then, it's, it's more just of like, like a drink. family drama. Up until that, yeah, yeah. with like a mild yes, like, incest plot line where a young, <laughs> where an eight-year-old girl wants to bang her dad, <laughs> her drunk, so like smelly weird. dad. Dude, this guy comes home just like hammered every single day. Like, <laughs> all we see him do is drink the entire movie when he's not fighting in the cage, which is very brief. <laughs> it's like Russell Crowe. I like how Shaking he has that flash. <laughs> yes, he is like Russell. He has that flashback at the end where when he's missing his daughter because she's kidnapped, and he flashes back to them lying in bed and him trying to like cuddle with her, and her saying, "You stink, you're gross, and you're hurting this me." Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like any of this. And he's like, "No, no, it's fine. You'll sleep with me tonight." It's like, All right, so let's go to the beginning and try to maybe make some sense of this whole thing. <laughs> good luck. The first scene is set seven years before. The be the yes. crux of the movie, yes. right? Yep. He's in a Taekwondo championship. He's in prime form. Right. Who's our, our man Kim, right? Our man is... Uh, Dude, yeah, I never Kim, got right? his name in this movie. What was it, Kim? Kim, yeah. played yeah. pretty well, I'd say, by Lee Don Jun. He's our lead character. Yeah, yeah his primary emotions of drinking and crying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we start off with him crying when he loses this match. Right. But unfairly. There's, there's something where... Uh, so, some kind of devious thing has gone on. <laughs> uh, somebody in the sh- in the crowd shouts out, "Give him a point, you bastard! Yeah. This one doesn't count." <laughs> and, and, and who's responsible for this mistake? <laughs> I guess it was one of my ancestors. <laughs> it's a super blazed like Indian judge, <laughs> yeah. who just like has no idea what's going on. So the ki- it's Taekwondo championship. Yeah, man. Brought our back man, memories. Our man has lost. Um, because he was not awarded a point correctly. Yeah, so and they, they cut to crying. this super. This Indian man is so blazed. His eyes are so red. <laughs> and he's like just staring off into like not even the contest arena area. He's just like staring up and away. <laughs> and so he's at fault in this one. Oh, yeah. Of course. I would say he sets the entire course of events for this movie. He really does. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He would have awarded that point. In and 1997. Like, had, he, had Kim won the championships, perhaps it would have went a different way for his family. I don't know. Did you notice that despite this being a South Korean film, the there was a lot of racism against darker people? Like also. ultimately at the end, it wasn't these the big South Korean baddie who who should have been the one who does the kidnapping. Oh, I see. It was I the see black Ameri- LA American dudes. Right. And then also they're kind of shitting on <laughs> It was the, a Bebop Rocksteady look like. Bebop Rocksteady. Um and then also the the again the guy who sets the movie into action because of his fuck up because he was so Blazed and had the munchies, which is this Indian judge. <laughs> yeah, well, we've um, all been there. <laughs> so our, our main man has lost his... Uh, his Confidence in his, life. His confidence. He screams and he throws his protective helmet down. Which bounces back into his slow motion scene. Also intercut with this scene is a birthing scene that looks like it's not going very well. It kind of looks like it's Omaha Beach in yeah, there. It's, it's, had it's a good cra- point. <laughs> there's blood all like all over like the walls and mm-hmm. the doctors. <laughs> like, and, there's like, no there's blood on like the the mom, mom's face too. Like, it's like, like it's no like way insane. there should be blood in all these places. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so theoretically this is happening, and we think you know leading to this that this lady's dying or the kid dies. We're not exactly sure, but we know somebody dies in this scene. Right. 
eventually, eventually the baby, the baby is born. We see the baby is alive, and then it's kind of like it looks like, and it's kind of assumed yeah, so that the mom Yeah, so until this point, dies. we see this guy losing his championship. We see what we're assuming is his wife or his lover dying, but this baby gets born, and then immediately we cut to him being in a bar, right. drinking. So this is setting off the course of events in <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, he's in Las Vegas, one word. Yes, yeah. Smaller right. case yeah, one v, word. just Las Vegas all, all together. Um, and he's drinking, and this guy comes up to him. Thomas. Is that the same guy that kidnaps his kid later? Yeah, yeah. Yep, it is. He comes up to him, and he offers him like a chance to fight in this thing, and, and Kim is like, no, I'm over that. And he's like, this might change your mind. And it's just a card that says King of the Cage. It's not like... He doesn't get blackmailed. It's not like he has a picture of his kid. No, it's just like, this is the he name of the champion. To him. He's like, oh, shit. Like, this might change your mind. And he looks at it, and he's like, king of cage. And then I guess he just starts fighting. So it was weird. We all, I think all of us were like, what was the point of that scene? Like, yeah, wait, was, is, is this seven years in the future yet? Have, I, have we see, done that's that flip? The thing. That's I what don't I'm not know. Sure about. Uh, no, 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 no. So it was seven years ago that he loses championship. And then immediately seven years ago, out, sometime shortly after that, this guy okay. approaches him. Okay. He has been fighting this entire time. Kim has. So that's why whatever happens later happens with the grandma. But he's been away Where's fighting. Where's his daughter? Is, is They're in Korea. She, he's fighting somewhere else. He's in the States fighting all these championships, right? Like Who's raising his daughter? The or, I think this is the time when she's in the orphanage right now, right? No, because no, later no, no. we this see is the time when she's her pregnant. up from the orphanage when she's a baby. This she's, is very she, This is during the time that she's pregnant, maybe like... Right at the time that, like, she was born a couple, like, maybe a year, two years into it or something like that. But it was around that time because later on... Should we just give away the plot? I, yeah, throw it. Throw it out there. So we find out later that the grandma, who's also the doc... The grandma, so the mother of the mom... Right. The mother the mother of the, the mom who's giving birth is the, to Clementine. Is the hospital doctor. She... She knows that, so basically this guy's been away for several years supposedly fighting, right? So he's just leaving this girl behind. So when she decides to have this baby, which is also strange because he couldn't have been gone for more than nine months if you somehow put a baby in this chick. He, so he, yeah. he couldn't have been gone for years fighting. But you see later on when you, they're revealing the twist that the mom was alive and the baby's alive. Both of them are alive. The grandma, the doctor, lies to the mom because she doesn't want her raising a, like a daughter on her own. Like, what a the bastard. Hell? Yeah. So she gives away the fucking kid to an orphanage without the mom's approval. Right. And she tells mom the mom the baby leave, died. Yeah, the, she tells the mom the baby dies. Mom leaves. Then the guy comes back looking Kim. for his wife and daughter. And the yeah. grandmom lies again and says the mom died. To and the, we had her cremated. And says, she, yeah, that her cremated. But gives the dad the location of the daughter who's in yeah, the orphanage. Like, she's like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? It's like, why wouldn't you just, why did you break up this whole family yeah. just to oh, like give him part of it back? Like give him the daughter back, but not the mom. But she totally the, fucks her granddaughter so in what, another incestuous yeah, side note. Like, seriously, <laughs> just a bunch of people fucking each other here. But it, it's weird because it's like, how? why would you, first of all, that's like completely legal and you can't, do, like, you can't just take this upon yourself to break up somebody's family. And second of all, like, how could he have been gone for several years where you're thinking that he's going to be like, you know, like she's a single mom on her own because he, was just, he had to have been there like nine months ago. And then he's fighting for a few months, but it's like, didn't you know that he's a fighter when you married, or like, got together? Like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't it doesn't know. make yeah. any, like, it was not justified. Right. It seems like they could have been a happy family if not could've for this been. grandma. Yeah. I think the grandma and that Indian judge were in on it together. <laughs> they had a coup. <laughs> I do, I'm yeah. telling you, man. <laughs> she knew. She was like, man, if this guy comes back as world champion, like, my daughter and him are going to have a family I'll never see again. So, you know what? 
I'm gonna fucking make this happen. Somehow. I would love to see a scene where the grandma is seducing that Indian judge <laughs> and smoking him up. Too. <laughs> oh, can I practice a bowl for you? <laughs> oh, God. No. Okay, so then, okay, don't so mind if you so do. That's the insane plot twist that we're gonna get to. But like, it is useful uh, to know, just like, yeah, because during so the movie things. you have no idea about this, so you're like, it's what is so happening? Confusing. Why did? Her mo- so during the whole movie, you're thought to believe until the plot twist is revealed that the mom is dead and that the dad is just raising this daughter by himself and he's a drunk and kind of useless. <laughs> um, right, and he's a cop too, right? <laughs> yeah, well, for a very for, short for, time. Yeah, for yeah, a very yeah, short period of time. Just to beat up those poor arcade games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> then he's done. We see him in a kind of a Seagal-style movie. It, it is very much like a Seagal-style movie, but Kim yeah. is our Seagal instead yeah. of Seagal. Right, right. Um, so he's a cop. He's sitting in, in the rain in the car with his partner. And then they they bust into this like he busts into the Korean just sits casino, in the car. right? Korean mafia illegal casino with Something like the like worst that. bad guys possible. And those bad guys are hitting the the guy in the butt with a baseball <laughs> yeah, bat. They, they oh, like paddled gosh. him in the tailbone. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> and so he busts in, beats the crap out of everybody one one at a time, and then starts like baseball batting these arcade games, these <laughs> classic retro games <laughs> that did nothing to nobody. And it was really funny because I yelled out, I was like, "Why are you doing that to those games? Like, what the fuck?" And then like two seconds later in the audio, they were like, "Why are you doing this? They're only machines." <laughs> because I'm a fucking bastard. I really like how the term "bastard" is used so many times. You yep. can tell the translation maybe went to Mandarin and then to English Could from be. Korean Could because be. it, it a lot of these are. A lot of the lines that we saw in the subtitles are, are just totally yeah. off. So where do we jump to after he quits right after very soon, right? Like he, he does well, he what has he needs those mobsters do. put cuffs on themselves. He gets a phone call from his daughter. Remember all that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Which I thought yeah. wasn't a very smart move on his part, but ultimately doesn't matter at all. His relationship with the the Korean mafia is very really strange. strange. It's a lot like actually Seagal because they have so much reverence for him. They just want him to fight for them. But he winds up beating the shit out of that young Al Pacino guy like so many, so many times. <laughs> Every time he sees him, he like smacks him around. Yeah. A bunch. <laughs> and that guy keeps challenging his like authority. He's like, even in the last fight, remember that same guy was like, are we sure we're better than the Taekwondo guy? It's like, dude, you got your ass handed to you like five times by now. Like, that guy is. How are you not betting on him by now? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> like, you should know. You felt it. <laughs> like, you I like how, so after he, he wrestled all these guys we cut to kim inspector kim our main dude yeah. at the police station and we see that the mobsters are being released because he kind of went over the edge yeah in his uh kind of like a kill switch kind of thing sure um episode 16 maybe season one something like that yeah he also has a lot of matt conlin from pistol whipped in okay him, oh yeah um, episode, which four. Would be episode four of season one yeah uh, make sure to check that one out because he's a huge piece of shit <laughs> yeah yeah i think pistol whipped is also our record number of snaps it had like seven snaps in it I, you know what I listened back to it I think that's apocryphal I think Pistol Whip had like one snap in it no, I, I, think I remember at some point, it being an odd number. At some point, that one, one is, an, is odd an odd number. number. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, when, you tricky bear. <laughs> when those guys get released from the jail yeah. and that the young Al Pacino, Johnny Legs guy, Korean Johnny Legs, starts talking shit again <laughs> yeah. at Kim, and Kim just runs up and starts punching him in the, face. <laughs> in the middle of the police station. Yeah, I feel like there's authorities are awesome. so comfortable with people going off the off the yeah, handle and punching people in the face. It is not a lot because we also like go here. to that scene with the, the young female yeah. prosecutor. Yeah, can you explain this? Set this scene first. So immediately from the from the police station, we cut to a clip where you're in this office with a lady, right? A 
well, the guy comes in and out, kind right. of a prosecutor, friend of it. And this dude named Mr. Wang. Professor Wang. Professor Wang. Tell us what happens here, And Peter. Professor Wang has a young lady sitting next to him. I'm actually a little confused as to what their relationship is. I am also the, confused The, pro- as the pro- well. prosecutor is trying to figure out exactly what's going on between the two of them, and she accuses Professor Wang, I think, of sleeping with his student, yep. this young lady yep. with him. Yes, that's exactly Because he like, is complaining about something, and she's like, the only reason you'd be here is like, you're sleeping with her. And he's like, oh, no, no, I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> I like how the young... The young lady student says, I'm trash, you're a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? And then so she goes inside yeah. of him? Yeah, exactly. She like, yeah. Yeah. She like yeah. him? Yeah. Is that she what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. That's a freaky shit. So yeah, then the guy leans, <laughs> Professor Wang leans in over the desk, and this chick just straight up headbutts him, like, full on. <laughs> like, bloody nose, it's great. And then immediately, like, her sidekick, who's the best, this, like, Sylvester Stallone of <laughs> China, or Korea, Korea. rather, He's like, hey, what's going on? You guys need any help? And she's like, no, I'm fine. I just headbutted the shit out of this guy. He's like, all right. And then he comes back and he's like, are you sure you don't need anything? He's like, oh, shit. Like, all right. So during the movie, I kind of found it funny because I thought this guy was secretly, like, trying to, you know, like, form a relationship with her. And this guy's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with Sylvester Stallone. During the movie, I thought he was just a normal dude. Yeah, Sly is is her other prosecutor friend. Yeah, I thought he was just a totally normal dude just trying to, like, maybe start a relationship with her. But then (laughs) over the course of the episode... He starts to see that this chick is just drinking excessively, much like her husband. Right. Uh, her, uh, or her, I don't know if they're married, but like the, the father, father of her child. Her, her child. But like she drinks so much and I kept like commenting during the movie. I'm like, this guy is just like looking over and thinking like, ooh, I really, really made a mistake on this one. Like, yikes. <laughs> so the, <laughs> Trying to find a way out of this relationship. Like, ooh. I don't know if we said it yet, but the prosecutor lady we're talking about is the, the mom. mom. Clementine's yep. mom. Yeah. Yeah. They're all connected, but yeah, it's really. But funny you don't just get that for her. a long time. No, you have and, no and, idea. And for a long time, you're you're asking why are these scenes in this movie? There's and like she changes her hair like sometimes it. when she's with Clementine versus when she's a prosecutor versus. When, so you're like, wait, is that actually? And I'm not even being like like racist here that I can't tell the face. I genuinely, I'm like, I can't tell because they're changing their hair so many times. We are a bunch of white guys watching a bunch of Korean <laughs> people. Actually, movie. Too, we, we definitely were sure which one was Steven Seagal. But Raj, you did at one point say, I'm having a hard time with these faces. <laughs> <laughs> Says uh, the one Asian guy in our crew. Uh, <laughs> uh, savage sensei. <laughs> but yeah, so basically it's great because um, she you don't know that she's the mom, but she has interactions with Clement. Wait, first of all, this chick's name isn't it's the girl's daughter. The daughter's no, name is not, not Clementine, right? Let's okay. call her Clementine. Well, can though, we call her? Might Clementine? as well be. Okay, yeah, but just, just how like, did we? Re- how did I this movie get up, called Clementine? I looked up Sarong, and that actually means love in Korean. And oh, so the daughter's it's a popular, name is Sarong. It's a popular girl's name. Okay, it has nothing to do with Clementine. It's because she sings the song "Oh once? My Darling Clementine" once in the movie, <laughs> in one of the most tacked in scenes imaginable. Oh my god! Okay, that's why. Where it's just the back of her head, and she's like looking out. On a hill, it's just well. Really I guess they couldn't shot. name the movie a betrayal of a grandma, so <laughs> yeah, that's betrayal that's, of a grandma. That's, Tyler that Perry's should betrayal be the name. of a grandma. <laughs> Tyler Perry, shout out, do it. Medea's family <laughs> betrayal. <laughs> okay, so we have this prosecutor, young prosecutor woman character. We have our main man Kim. He's a great fighter, but yep. he's a drunk. He's basically Matt Conlon from Pistol Whipped. Um, he yep. has a, a cute little daughter, and he, he he keeps kicking people's asses, and he winds up quitting the force. Yeah, and then I guess the next sort of 30 40 minutes of this movie is you start to see the developing relationship between the mom who doesn't realize that this is her daughter and the right. daughter who doesn't realize that it's her mom right. like jesus christ so <laughs> well hold on we have a lot of characters floating around do we want to send it to our first you know segment what we probably get a, a should because i'm stuff. confused at this point yes <laughs> why don't we send it to the keith david memorial non-sagal mvp hello boys 
Clementine, hello. <laughs> hello, Keith. Hello. Good, good to see you, man. How have you been? Welcome. I have been excellent. We saw you singing on Instagram, singing uh, Baby It's Cold Outside with one of your Greenleaf co-stars. Ah, uh, yes, Greenleaf, only on the O network. <laughs> you have a beautiful voice, Keith. Dude, silver throat. Ah, uh, thank you. Much obliged. Keith, could you get the hell out of here? I'm uh, sure. <laughs> see ya. Bye, Keith. Wait, did I just meet... Uh, fuck, did I just miss Keith? Yes, you did. Ah, shit. All right. That I'll get him next time. I'll get him next time. <laughs> Flav, who's your Keith David Memorial oh, non-Segal MVP? <laughs> you know what? There are a lot of options here. I'm a, can I do two? Sure. Can I do yeah. two? All right. First of all, you know which one this is going to be. And uh, the reason that I, I have to shout this guy out is because I think he's... the super high Indian judge? <laughs> you know it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy, man. So I have to shout it out to him. We For always <laughs> wind up talking about the most minor characters so much <laughs> yeah, if, if we, we think do. that they've been smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> He's great, dude. So, but the other guy that's my non-cigar MVP is honestly the the other prosecutor, um, the mom's sliced alone. Sliced alone. <laughs> we just talked about because I just hey, you want to go ski I just with me think this guy is so funny because he's just in the situation where he's like clearly like stuck with his chick, and every time he goes out to like try and talk with her, even if he's not like trying to form a relationship, like just like going out as buddies, and then this chick just keeps <laughs> pounding beers. Yeah, Min, Min gets wasted. Yeah, he's so <laughs> fucked up every time he's out with her, and he like keeps being like, you, you you should stop, or like trying to like take a drink from her, and she just keeps drinking more. And I just imagine this poor guy being like. Man, I really fucked this one up. <laughs> She's got a lot of emotional baggage I did not see coming. <laughs> After she finds out that she has a daughter and she she goes on like three drunken binges <laughs> and he's trying like, to like comfort her. It's like 15 minutes of crying. And then she comes on to him and is like, I need you. Like, please. <laughs> the look on his yeah, face. Yeah, the look on his face is like, holy shit. He's like, oh no, <laughs> what have I done? He's like, I really wanted to get here, but not like this. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's got to be my MVP because that dude just stuck it out. He even helped her save her kid from all those bad guys. Right? Like, wasn't he in there? Like, with her, like, it was her, the guy with the spectacles like Kim's friend and yeah. this prosecutor, the three of them, right? We're like at the fighting. end. Yeah, at the end, they yeah. No, those she, bad guys? she breaks up with him. At, after the prosecutor they... didn't help get Clementine back from those goons. No, no oh, okay. No, I thought no. he was. Part he does, of that he too. doesn't go to the United States. Oh, at thank the end. God! All right, finally, like yeah. no, okay. she kind of leaves him at that okay, dock okay, after they, right. they beat up Ninja Summer yeah. Camp. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah right. they break up right there. Ooh, yeah, good for him. He got yeah. out, but that that guy had to go through a lot. It was interesting that his first scene when he arrives, he's doing such a comedic beat. But yeah. then after that, he's like, I'm a prosecutor. I'm going to take care I of really shit. I really don't know why they had him do that comedy bit. It was like, I thought his character was going to be like the comedic relief. And then it turned out he was just like stuck in this relationship. Smitty, who was your non Segal MVP? I would have to say it would be uh, Clementine. Or mm. Absolutely. Sarang. I mean, she, literally. You mean the song? Or the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, no, the girl. She, as, as annoying as I found her, she was definitely, I feel like, the best actor out of anyone there. Okay. She was fantastic. She was okay. really she was good. Really yep. good. Like, yep. she had, there were so many times she needed to cry and it was like really believable. And, like, literally this whole movie, she's taking care of her alcoholic father and, like, <laughs> yeah. tucking him into bed at night and being like, oh, did you brush your teeth? You had to yeah. go Buying brush your him, teeth. like, a birthday gift? And gifts? she went out to the grocery store by herself and was, like, <laughs> like shopping for food. And, like, <laughs> like a Home Alone-style situation. Yeah. She, and she threw, she threw him a birthday party and he was out drinking at the bars <laughs> and he comes home late and, like, there's this huge cake and, like, all this shit and she's just, like, sleeping in bed. Yeah, and then he started smoking. Like, yeah, yeah. And she's, like, taking responsibility in the letter. She's like, I know it must be hard taking care of me as a 
single parent. I'm like, no, he does not. Like, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you take care of him yeah. in every single way, Clementine. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was my non skull She's a little sassy, too. She's got a little potty mouth. She is sassy. She calls everyone shitheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's go- Well, her- both her parents are gigantic alcoholics <laughs> who like to beat yeah. the crap out of people whenever they feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about I it. see why they fell for each other. <laughs> I did really like the scene when she goes to the grocery store and she meets who we find out later is her mother. Um, yeah. And they be kind of befriend each other a little bit, and she brings just like a her, she brings basically her piggy bank full of coins to pay mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. and she dumps out the coins. Classic. I'm scene. sorry, piggy. And the class and the uh, the cashier gets pretty pissed off. Was that also right after that? Does she buy those rings and try to like fuck her dad? <laughs> yes. Yes. In perhaps weird. one of the most uncomfortable scenes. <laughs> All of our movie. listeners are right now are like, "What?" <laughs> she she and we find out is her mom Min, the prosecutor. Yeah. Go out to the jeweler's store. I don't know where she got this much money. Yeah, how the fuck? <laughs> yeah, okay. right. But she wants, wants to buy, to buy ring. rings for her dad because she wants to marry her. She dad. loves him, and the mom. And like, we get it. It's a cute scene. Like, oh, like I want to marry my dad. It's cute, and then it keeps going. Right. Yeah, That's the really problem. Is it goes on for a little bit too long, and like the mom keeps explaining why she can't. She's like, "Why? Love conquers everything." And the mom's like, "Uh, like okay, but you can't really." And she's like, "But why? Like I love." It. And it's like, "All right." She says, "What if we were in a different country? Could I marry him then?" Yeah, it's like, "What are you? What it's is like, this?" Why are you like on the, this kid? Who the, the fuck wrote this? Like, why did they want this excessive then, scene in there? But then, shortly, Roman a- shortly, yeah, <laughs> shortly after that, there's the scene where like he yeah. comes home drunk and he's laying on the bed and she's like trying to take his. Oh pants. my god! She's like, like, "Let me take my your pants off oh, for you." Dude, like, and yeah, she like unzips him too yeah, and like starts pulling really, in his pants and he's like, "Clementine." Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Which actually, he, he says something really funny in that scene. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, which we got we'll, we'll to say for our next We'll get to that in a second. Let's not give that away. But yeah, it, it is a little bit weird with the whole... Yeah, They have that tandem bike scene where Semi-Charmed Life is playing in the background. <laughs> which is right after he didn't show up to her birthday part, her, the he birthday party he yeah. threw for yeah. her. And he's ashing his cigarette in the cake that she bought for him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Oh right, he's smoking inside the house too. I forgot about that. He is such a bad parent. Peeps, did what was your MVP? I'm gonna get a little weird with this one. Okay. I mean, I could mention the bow tie wearing mob boss, <laughs> Boss <laughs> Wang, not to be confused with Professor Wang. Yeah. Who yeah. I also could mention. I could also no, mention yeah. the uh, Keith B. David Jai White. Um, dude, who <laughs> is Bebop Rocksteady, ultimately the bad guy yeah, in the yeah, movie, although yeah. we, he has five minutes of screen time. But I'm gonna go with my Keith David Memorial non Seagal MVP. I'm gonna get a little weird. My MVP is Steven Seagal. Okay, nice. <laughs> okay, because he's I, I figure that's fair. He's he's very much a supporting character in this movie, sure, sure. And I just wanted to mention how he. Despite being very, very secondary in this movie, the Seagal rules still apply it here. Does. Oh, it does. Very yes. much so. Even though we do see him get cut later, yeah. we don't see him ever go down. Nope. And ultimately, do, did he, he actually lose the fight in the end? We, don't, we don't really know. He comes out as a gentleman. He comes out as a gentleman, he a classic their language to them first <laughs> like while they speak english to Was he never speaking english? We're not sure because he I was don't dubbed. Think he was dubbed, so I assume that they just a lot of times I was I was trying to look, but uh, when when there were like um, English speaking actors on on screen, it, they were definitely speaking English lines, or they, they, they were speaking, speaking the lines. lines. They were, they were speaking I know the lines the, that the, were in the subtitles. Yeah, at the, least. Ba- the the bad guy dude, the um, Bebop Rex Petty dude, was yeah. definitely he was he was speaking those lines. I couldn't tell Seagal, but I would imagine he just spoke like. Chinese to the Korean people. <laughs> he spoke Chinese to or Korean Japanese. people. Yeah. No, he knows Japanese, right? Yeah. He yeah, probably he spoke Japanese to the Korean people, and they were like, all right, let's just overdub this. <laughs> like, let's just dub this. 
Well, speaking of speaking, why don't we go to that segment that you wanted to do a moment ago? Oh, oh shit. And get some shit. of the best one-liners of the movie when we go to Flaves Faves. Flaves Faves. What, what are your faves, Flave? Oh, nice. You hit that one this time. That was good. So it was interesting since everything was in Korean today, but uh, I'm going to speak <laughs> off of the subtitles. You're I, not going to speak Korean in this one? Oh, man. I would, I, I would try, but I think it would be a little bit... You've done some Japanese on our I podcast have. before pretty well in the uh, Into the Sun episode. Yeah, it would be pretty funny for me to do... T- I mean, I used to do Taekwondo, so I guess I should know a little bit more Korean than I do, but it's been a while. Um, I have a couple of good lines here, so... One of them we gave we gave away earlier, which is when the the girl who might be sleeping with Professor Wang is just like you're trash and I'm a trash or like I'm trash and you're a trash can and <laughs> yeah. the guy just like kind of looks at her like uh, okay. Um, one of my favorites though comes between um, man was this the mom so who was the teacher then? The remember- teacher was just the teacher. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right. So what happens scene. is we see a scene where Kim and his daughter brought, or Kim is brought into the school, and his daughter and the teacher and this other fat kid who just like got fucked up and is crying and sitting there with his mom. Clementine beat up this little chubby little asshole. Yeah, because he made should. fun of her for having a dead mom. Yeah, what a dick. Which is the worst you think you could do. <laughs> um, so she beats the shit out of him, and then like the dad comes in, and like the mom is just like, "How? What is she like a gangster? Like, how are you teaching her these kinds of things?" And then he, like, asks what happens, and when they tell him that it's because she, or this fat kid made fun of the dead mom, he, like, kind of, like, looks at him and, like, gives him a light slap on the cheek and is just like, well, you deserve it. And then once the mom, like, leaves, she's, like, pissed off, and she takes her kid and, like, leaves. And the dad looks at Clementine, and he goes, look at them. Aren't they so ugly? Like, mother, like son. And look at us. Like, father, like, daughter, right? And then they, like, just, like, laugh it off, and the teacher's just like, oh. The teacher loves it. <laughs> it's like, all right, then. Uh, that's discipline for the day. What else you got? Um, right after the daughter, Clementine tries to pay for her dad's birthday gift and, like, puts all these, like, coins from her piggy bank on the cashier's table. The cashier is just, like, really bitchy towards her. She's like, hey, you can't pay for all these coins. You're holding up the customers, blah, blah, blah. And then the mom, who's actually the mom, but we don't know at this point, comes over in the grocery store and like pretends to be her mom, which she actually is. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> very hey, hard to describe. You can't do that, like to my daughter, like blah blah. And then like the and she was like, and she's just like a little girl trying to like. So then the cashier's like, oh sorry. <laughs> and Clementine just looks at her and goes, it's all right, shit happens. <laughs> all right. Um, and then, I don't remember when this w- was, but Clementine says to somebody, hey, you, you're a poor talker. Do you remember that? I, I have it written down, but I don't remember exactly when this happened. She says that to Sly Stallone when, <laughs> when her mom brings her to that bar. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so she says that to the Sly Stallone guys. Poor guy, man. He just takes all sorts of shit from people in this movie. But she calls him a poor talker. Um, pure talker pure talker and then we've got the final three here uh, which are really good I like these a lot the scene where we just described where Clementine's trying to forcibly take off her drunk dad's pants (laughs) yeah oh this is great (laughs) 
Fever. I really like this line. He goes, a man must be able to take off his own pants or else that's just the end of his life. (laughs) (laughs) That's good advice. (laughs) Flav, the minute I can't take off my own pants, I want you to give me a solid neck snap and I'll kill you. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Then there's this one point where... Bastard. Oh, oh my God. This one was good, too. There's so many ridiculous scenes that had nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. Professor Wang, not bad guy, Big Boss Wang, but Professor Wang, who already got headbutted once by this mom, comes back to the prosecutor and the mom's office with his son now. Yep. <laughs> who's been banging a cougar. Yep. <laughs> and his son is underage, so this is a problem because now this chick is in trouble. <laughs> And the dad, Professor Wang, is like, there are so many young and cute girls. Your dick's working for her? And then the son's like, yeah, I, I would. And then, like, immediately, he gets, like, hit in the face again by the prosecutor. Oh, like, Wang. Min, like, jumps over her desk, and we have a nice POV shot of her running as fast as she can to, like, headbutt <laughs> Professor Why Wang. Why does she love headbutting people so much? Like, Jesus Christ. But that's just so funny. And then finally, our pea bear and the brown man of the of the movie, which is Kim and his like glasses wearing friend, who just like have dinner and mainly Kim drinks, but and they like <laughs> passive aggressively jab at each other. And at one point, they like kind of talk about like some serious stuff, and then all of a sudden, like Kim is just like, "Let's drink until we die tonight." <laughs> I was like, "Um, okay." <laughs> I guess that's a suggestion. Don't you do that every day? Yeah. I was like, that seems to be a running theme in this movie. That really should be the tagline for the movie. Let's drink until we die tonight. (laughs) And tomorrow and every other segment we can get. Well, those are the liners that I had from the movies. If you guys have any others, feel free to feel free to add them in. But those are the ones that I gleamed. I, I really liked when John Travolta, not John Travolta, Sly Stallone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has a little Travolta about yeah, him too. Yeah, his his jacket lapel is a little bit disc. What was it? Not Boogie Nights. That's Mark Wahlberg. Um, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Um, when he is talking about how he's going to bring down. Huang, not Wang, but Huang. Right, H W A N G. The mob not boss, Professor Wang. He says, I'm the prosecutor and this is my job. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he finishes his big speech. Yeah, that's how he finishes his big presentation. (laughs) Oh, boy. Smitty, did you have any? Um, I think you guys pretty much covered all the ones that that stood out to me. There are a bunch of scenes. So now we're kind of. There are a bunch of scenes that didn't make a ton of sense to me. There's that gambling scene where somebody throws the car keys in. Yeah, what the hell was that? I think that had something to do with the counterfeit money thing, but I'm really not sure. And again, something could have been lost in translation. We have Professor Wang with Min talking about his son banging older women and getting headbutted. Oh, we have this scene where Clementine discovers that scrapbook in her house of her dad's fighting years. Yeah, it doesn't really. And there's that super zoom in when it. You call. You said, "Oh, she's going to realize that he wasn't the champ." They do a thing where she looks at a page and we get a zoom in a la Bobby uh, Porter in Under Siege 2, episode one yep. of our podcast. And then nada. And then we and don't. Nothing, nothing to do this with is that. A, this is a recurring thing in this movie. There's a lot of these short clips where like it's implied that something happens, but it's like too implied. Like, you know, like, like if I was like saying like, you know, like I need you to like t- take a dive in the third round or like your daughter's like hurt, right? Like. There'll be some sort of, before you cut, like, I don't need to, like, a movie doesn't have to wait for the guy to say, yes, okay, I will do it. But there needs to be some sort of hint to the audience that they took the deal or something like that, right? 
what happens in this movie is there's a bunch of these scenes that something's implied, but they cut it off so early that you're like, wait, did they actually go through with any of this? Yeah. Or like, are we supposed to? Right. The, the editing was a little hard little to follow. There's too, many, too many little scenes too quick. just generally. A little too quick cut off. Yeah, a little too much. No Keone Waxman. No, um, no, definitely not. Not Ben Dang, where are you at? So um, <laughs> Min and Clementine start to become friends, and she also Min starts to have these weird feelings like she knows something more is afoot here. She right. goes to Clementine's house. Clementine has that weird... She passes out for some reason. Oh, that? yeah. She starts coughing and passes out oh, and goes yeah, to the hospital. What the hell happened there? Her dad's not around. Why? Drinking. He's drinking. out drinking. Boozing during the day. So, he sh- so Min is with her at the hospital. He shows up to the hospital. I really wanted him to like order a round of shots from a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> um, shots for everyone. You guys got ethyl alcohol in here? Like, and then like, exactly, what? They're like, sir. <laughs> Mr. Incredibly. Kim, please. <laughs> um... Then we get the huge reveal of Kim says to Min, you didn't even recognize your own daughter. And it is so confusing, I mean, simply because of the idea. We weren't sure if she didn't know that she ever gave birth. It was very unclear in the scene. We're going, wouldn't a mother know if she, like, you know, had a, like, a yeah, child? Yeah, none of the grandma stuff was revealed at this point. So we were like, what? And, so like, confused. the acting was really weird because, like, when they're in the hospital together... The lady, like, even before they get to the hospital, when she sees Kim's picture, she has somewhat of a reaction, like, oh, shit, that's Kim. But when Kim sees, the like, his wife, the mother of his child, who's supposedly dead, well alive with his daughter in the hospital, he's just kind of like, yeah, okay, like, she's back, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm there, like, what, you have much there more should of, have like, been a vitriolic a... reaction. Like, holy shit, like, what are you doing? Like, nothing. That's a good point. It was, just, that's, it was very, point. Uh, that's why I was kind of like, is he that boozed up that he just has, like, a dull reaction to everything? <laughs> like... He's like, yeah, is, this my, is that my dead wife? It was like they were trying to play it as a mystery, but it made it made no sense it on an no emotional sense. level. So That's this is what I'm we, saying. They should. I feel <clears throat> like they should have done the grandma. Th- that should have just been the opening. Like, why wait to reveal? Like, it didn't really do anything for the movie. It it, it really hurt, hurt, hurt it. I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. So then we then we cut to Min's mom. Yeah. Explaining all these things to Kim, and that's where basically we get the going flashbacks, of beat what by happened. beat, to explain yeah, how like, this is. Here's even how I ruined possible. your family all on my own without asking anybody <laughs> else. Even when you came back to take responsibility for my daughter and my grandchild, I still kept your family broken apart. Like what? I like in the flashback they put a little ca- a baseball cap on Kim <laughs> to make, to make, him, make look him look young. younger. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. That was great. And then so from uh, here on, the next five scenes. Are just people crying. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking and crying. Drinking, crying. crying. Min is sad. Clementine is sad. Did you see that? You remember that scene where the mom is is outside the hospital, like monologuing to Kim, but she's just like sitting outside the hospital, and it's like, why wouldn't you just talk to her? That's another thing. Well, throughout (laughs) this movie. Like, are you writing a letter? (laughs) Exactly. Throughout this movie, there's lots of moments where it's basically like a person's inner monologue, but they're addressing someone else like they're almost (laughs) like writing a letter, but in the scene, they're not writing a letter. (laughs) It was such a strange trope. It's so weird. It's so weird. We never see anybody hold. Hold a letter or read a letter or anything. No. But everyone is speaking internally as if they're writing a letter <laughs> yes, to somebody. Yes. Communicate yes. with each other better, people. All right. Oh yeah. So God. again, literally, there's this, the darling, the scene where Clementine sings Clementine, which is apparently why there's this movie's called Clementine. Yeah. Can there's, anybody, yo, listeners, tweet in if you know why this movie was called Clementine? If we have any Asian listeners who have better like idea of why this movie was called Clementine, tweet us your thoughts. There's a scene of. Min getting beers with Jihan, a.k.a. Sly Stallone. Yep. There's a scene of Kim getting beers Dude. with Bay, a.k.a. his brown man. Yep. Um, 
preceded those those things are scenes of Min saying she wants to take Clementine. Clementine cries. Kim cries. So if you're counting up scenes of crying, <laughs> like no doubt we hit the over on the over under here. Yeah. It's five in a row. But actually, we ha- have an over under for something can else we in every movie. This segment to whimpers and sniffles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, let's go to our segment. Smitty, hit that music, baby. Uh, oh. what? Clementine, oh my darling Clementine, never knew the first verse Sarah. until today. Oh, what's happening? 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 Counting up limb snaps and helicopter appearances. Over under at four and a half for all of you paying attention. Over under at four and a half. Drum roll, please. And zero. Oh. Goose egg today, boys. It's been a while. It was a tough day. uh, Zero, huh? However. I'm g- I'm gonna throw an honorable mention out for today right. for to myself for my uh, <laughs> for my snapping of my hand. Yeah, all right. So we got one, one, boys. There was still okay. one. All right, all right. That's there good. was still one. Yeah. So there's no snapping, but there were some pretty good fight scenes in this movie. Would you agree, Flip? Yeah, definitely pretty good fight scenes. Diff- definitely different than his traditional fight scenes for sure. Do you want to maybe talk some Neeks, brother? I think we're gonna have to. Let's hit it. A techniques with the brown man. Welcome to South Korea. Techniques. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. This is cool. This is a little trip down memory lane for me. So I used to do Taekwondo for several years. Um, did a ton of local, national, and world championships. And it was pretty cool to see like everybody like doing that, all like dressed up in the gear and stuff. Like definitely brought back a lot of memories. Um, yeah, it was interesting because that you know even when Seagal was fighting for like the two minutes in this film, it was not a lot of Aikido because and it was good that they did that because it'd be weird in a ring fight. No, to use it wouldn't a ki- be it wouldn't make any if sense he's a, if he's a cage fighting champion. Yeah. if he's just throwing people yeah. to the ground. <laughs> just you know, well, and tosses. yeah, he'd be like tossing them against the ring cage, would just bounce them back at him. So well, it would you be think like, you wouldn't get too far in that profession just redirecting people's motion? <laughs> yeah, you'd have nah, to really wouldn't. at some point. <laughs> so it was good to see some of the strikes, but yeah, it was very Taekwondo heavy. So you saw a lot of like jumping side kicks, jumping reverse side kicks, a lot of like wheel kicks. Saw one awesome one where um. It was an axe kick, so Kim, like, axe kicks this guy to the top of his skull the, and, like, cracks yeah. it open with his boot. Oh, yes. The man and, with the dragon tattoo. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we have somebody in our gym who's, like, really good. He's, like, super, super tall. He's, like, I think, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Shout out to Tim. He's super, super tall and also did, like, taekwondo or karate in the background. When we, Whenever we kickbox, like, we have a separate kickboxing class in our gym, and, like, he is so good at these axe kicks. And it's fucking... It's a little, like, harrowing when you have, like, a giant, like, leg coming out, like, from a really tall guy just, like, axe kicking you. In the, like, it's a little, like, yeah, that would be scary. I can attest, like, if I took that to my skull, like, lights out, you know what I mean? Like, not yeah. very good time. Yeah. So that was really cool to see those techniques that we don't see, like, wheel kicks and stuff like that. Um, no snaps, no no really, like, holds or anything like that. It was cool to see a couple throws that Seagal did, like, just one or two in the in the match. Um, but nothing like that. A lot of just like him, like beating the shit out of this poor guy. I did enjoy that fu- in the middle of the movie when Kim gets into that five-person cage match 
when he first kind of gets indoctrinated into the yeah, where the, the, the woman, mob hires him to do that. Woman's in there. And yeah, like it's a like bunch a bunch of, of street fighter characters. Yeah. Essentially, there was a couple like uh, what do you call it, Smitty? Like it was almost like a suplex, but not really a suplex. Uh, there's a wrestling I think term like for power bomb. Yeah, the there's guy like a power bomb, like a pile driver. Or something. There's like, a pile yeah, driver. In yeah, there. a couple like wrestlingish sort of moves. I really like the move where the the female character. Did that knee to the dude's face in like old faithful like street fighter level way. Yeah. geyser of blood <laughs> yeah. come shooting out of his mouth? Yeah, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> Just jumping knee to the face, like very street fighter style. I thought a lot of this was actually taken from. It seemed like some of the the fight sequences and stuff were taken ideas from like those types of movies and those types of video games, like Street Fighter, Double, sure. Double Dragon, those kinds of things. It, it seemed a little bit like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, action, a lot, a lot of Taekwondo stuff. So for those of you who have been missing some punches and kicks. And want to see more of that? Uh, I definitely recommend this movie. But if you're looking for snaps or aikido or things like that, then this is definitely not the one for you. No weapons, except for that baseball bat to those poor arcade games. God yeah. damn it! Like, <laughs> in that guy's butt. Yeah, that guy's yeah, that paddle bad. to like it almost looked like a cricket paddle when he was like hitting him in that tailbone. Oh, that would hurt so brutal. Like, Jesus Christ! But um, yeah, and then. The other techniques that I guess we should talk about is their ability to handle as much alcohol as they're yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what technique that is, but Seagal was in a movie uh, last year called Asian Connection. I thought this movie should be called Asian Cirrhosis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so really, really good techniques for that, though. All right, well, yeah, incredible, incredible techniques there. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's kind of just bring it to the end a little bit. All right. Finally, the plot of the movie, the Taken plot of the movie happens mm-hmm. when Kim comes home from what was he doing? Drinking. 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 And discovers that Clementine is missing. He goes to Huang's office, not Wang's office. Huang. And Huang tells him that the Americans took her, um, which I thought was kind of weird. I thought eventually that... So his connection to the mob is okay, ultimately. Yeah, like, they're right. not really doing any. They don't, like, threaten him or anything that much, right? They, just they do get taken at, down by... Um, uh, Sly Stallone and, and Min and his wife, yeah. Um, in that scene when they're does she really headbutt a like, lot of people in that scene? <laughs> you, you know she does. <laughs> yeah, it looks like does. they're engaging in um, bad guy summer camp, like goon <laughs> yeah. summer camp. They're all just they're well, all in the backyard just sparring with each other. Yeah. It's like this nice house on like a lake, and they're just kind of all training all sudden, together. Yeah. <laughs> and then so Wang gets taken down. Huang gets taken down for uh, counterfeiting and. She thinks that he's kidnapped her daughter. Yeah. So she kind of goes apeshit on her, on him, and starts beating the crap out of him. Um, yeah, she's a badass. The bad guys in this scene were so, oh my god, so terrible. They they all walked around like toddlers. Yeah. They couldn't literally couldn't move. And then when they're being handcuffed and led away, they're all flailing their legs in the air. <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It, was, it was very funny. That's an enjoyable scene. Oh boy. Uh, so she breaks she breaks up with uh, Travolta, Saturday Night Fever, Sly Stallone. Um, probably the best day of his life. <laughs> and she gets on a rowboat and starts rowing to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> so then we finally get to freaking Steven Seagal, like, after so long. We've, yeah. seen, we've seen glimpses of him so far. And I, I thought, you know, I'm sure we all thought that he had something to do with it being the bad guy, but apparently, like, he was just a cage fighter. This movie. Like, he didn't actually set up any of it. No, Seagal rules apply here. He is yeah, an honorable he, man. Honorable. Yeah. Oh, Very I'm sorry. Honorable. I didn't know that they kidnapped your daughter. Yeah. Here's the championship belt, which you may or may not have won. <laughs> yeah. So we get to the cage fighting scene finally it's a little anticlimactic i would say because th- yeah the audience yep. is pretty small yeah, they go it was kind of really quick done. through the through the fight i really thought there was going to be a little bit more action and uh, yeah the whole thing was weird because like he he basically just gets a shit kicked out of him by seagal right and then he goes down and well like, they, they had said to first of all the keith keith david michael j white had said to him nobody's gone three rounds with him you're going to go into the third round and you're going to go down right and then he gets his daughter back so you think when this is happening that it's going to be like one of those movies where like you go down, but then like 
you see his daughter safe and she starts screaming, dad, dad. And like you think he's going to like suddenly wake up and beat the shit out of Seagal and then like, oh, well, he's the hero. But he doesn't. He just he gets up kind of like After three Clementine, minutes later. Yeah. Like, so he gets knocked down in the third. Clementine, her mom and his best friend show up. Yeah. And they're screaming at the edge of the cage. Wake up. Wake up for a long Kim, time. Wake up. Wake up. This match is over. Like no way this bell hasn't rung yet. <laughs> like, th- it's Seagal like, is meanwhile gloating yeah. and raising his hands to yep. the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> then he, then you see this clip of like him getting up, and you're like, okay, the, the, he already lost this match because it's like the next day by the time he's actually getting up. But he gets up, and like they they freeze frame him doing a roundhouse wheel kick um, to Seagal's head. Maybe. But you don't actually yeah. see it land. Seagal kind of turns away, and it freeze frames, and then he's in the hospital all of a sudden. He's being wheeled. In, Kim is being wheeled into the hospital, and, and Clementine just is like, "Don't saying, die, Daddy! You can't die." <laughs> and then immediately after that, I think. Well, I think just I think that's another Steven Seagal rule. We couldn't see him get knocked down. Oh no, <laughs> he's bloodied up a little bit. There's like a little bit of blood from like one or two hits, but yeah, you don't see him go down ever. Like they spent eighty percent of their budget on him, and yeah. they're not allowed to knock him out. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately after that, apparently he is fine, and he's no longer going in threat of dying. Yeah, Kim Kim is at the hospital. He looks great. All of a sudden, Seagal just, like, walks in, and Seagal is, like, totally chilling, and he walks in, and he's like, I'm sorry. I had no idea that they took your daughter here. And he, like, hands him the championship belt, and, like, Kim is just like, you are a gentleman. Yeah. And, like, Seagal just, like, places his hand over his heart and, like, gives him a bow and, like, walks off, and it's like, goddamn, like, he came out looking like the like the best person, like... Here we have an alcoholic father, yeah. we have an alcoholic mother, yeah. like a shitty grandmother. <laughs> like right. who's the who's the good guy in this film? It's the prosecutor, Clementine, <laughs> Clementine and Seagal. Yeah, that would be a nice little family. Yeah. There's also the scene at the at the end when Min try, Min the mother tries to leave and she leaves a uh, she leaves a note or, or a letter <laughs> that she composes in her own head. Yeah. Uh, Again, would that Who would are that you talking And to she Min? leaves by just walking outside the hospital and sitting there. Then Clementine yeah. gets on the intercom and starts to say, I love you, Mommy. I want to eat your breakfast every morning. The mom comes back. uh, Clementine takes the rings that she had bought earlier and says, will you propose to my dad? They propose. Seagal shows up as an ordained minister (laughs) and marries them on the spot. (laughs) And that's pretty much the end of the movie. Also, the ending credit sequence, the background of which is Clementine saying oh all these things, God. including Seagal, I love you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so which was so. Strange. And then like clips of like Taekwondo championships, which is pretty sweet. They have some pretty crazy demonstration when you go to like. I remember like when I went to the World Championships in 1998. They have like crazy opening and closing ceremonies. Like some of the shit they do, like they just have like these groups of like 20, 30, 40, like even up to 40 people, like all Taekwondo like black belts and they're just like all doing these huge configurations and making pyramids and jump kicking off each other and, shit, and there's like lights and like pyrotechnics going on. That's it, awesome. It is insane dude. Like as an eight year old kid like watching this I was like oh my god like where <laughs> am I right now? But yeah it was just when I was watching those end credits I was like it was funny because it was just bringing back memories of that. My dad actually drove us from Idaho to Little Rock, Arkansas to for the world championships in 1998. Damn. So it was, it was pretty crazy. It was crazy. You guys drove, but did you ever maybe take a train to the island of alternate endings? It's the island. Choo-choo. The island. Motherfucker. Of alternate endings. It's the island of alternate endings. Boy, what boy, a boy. Uh, what a boy. <laughs> you guys are back again. And so am I. We made it. <laughs> I brought the sunscreen. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Smitty. Screwface and Screwface here. What's well, up, I, brother? Wait, wait. There's... We have Screwface 1 and 2. Nice. Four eyes are better than two. 
three heads is equal to two dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know how that goes. Smitty brother, do you have an alternate ending for this film? Ooh, okay. So my alternate ending would be... So the movie's playing out like it does. Mm-hmm. It's so to, dark, I can already tell. We get to, we get to, get to the scene where it's like the, the ninja camp, and all the uh, people are training. Okay. And the police come in and 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 bust, bust Huang. Yep. And his constituents. Okay. Um. So, after uh, what what's the lady's name? Min. 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 All right. Yeah, she breaks up with um. Uh, Travolta, Stallone. Stallone. <laughs> Stallone then goes <laughs> and, t- and leaves and takes the boat out by himself mm-hmm. to you know just wherever. Yeah. And then they travel to the United States, to Los Angeles. To Los Angeles, everything's going like it does yep. in the movie. We get to the cage fighting scene. Mm-hmm. This time, when um, our boy is down, he gets back up. The fight continues with Seagal, okay. and he ends up murdering Seagal in, <laughs> oh, in, in the steel cage. Oh Steven, we love you. Come on the and, podcast. Oh, yeah, all right. Okay. Steven, we love you. Okay. And then he becomes the undisputed world champion taekwondo guy. And it's kind of like fulfilling his dream. Oh, it's like so how the movie because, should have gone, basically, uh, yeah, if, had they not hired Steven Seagal? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> all right, I like that. It's, okay. not, it's, not, it's not that great, but... It's it maybe a better ending. Yeah. Flav, you got anything, bud? I honestly don't this time. I was so, like, I don't know, just trying to, like, keep track of what the fuck was going on this entire time. But I would like to have an alternate ending in my head where that prosecutor dude, like, Sylvester Stallone, like, finds, like, a non-alcoholic, non-emotionally like baggaged woman for him. Because, like, he seemed like a really stand-up <laughs> dude. You just want that guy to be taken I, care of. I just of. want that guy to be happy, man. Like, he seemed like he took a lot of shit. Maybe he could get he... with Professor Wang's young student there, or with that coog who put out to the, like, 15-year-old. <laughs> Those scenes were so ridiculous. Young Mr. Wang. Like, what was happening? Yeah, I'd like Mr. Know. Wang to stop getting headbutted to Professor Wang. Needs to stop getting headbutted. What do you think he's a professor oh, of? Wang. I think he's a professor of like ancient, ancient classics <laughs> <laughs> and like Greek history and mythology. Pretty much all the same thing as getting laid. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's what those classics. They had orgies. And I would also like to point out when you Bacchanals. said Los Angeles. Who did you say? You said Los Angeles, right? Somebody. I'd like to point out that when they went to Las Vegas in this film, it was Las Vegas one word with the V shortened because it was just L capitalized. But Los Angeles was written properly as two separate words and both capitalized. So nice. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but. That is weird. And it wasn't like a subtitle. It was in the movie. So yeah. whoever wrote it just like didn't know that Las that was Vegas strange. was two separate things. Flav, once you noticed all the drinking going on in this movie, you suggested that. <laughs> and I suggest this to any insane listener out there. Oh, yeah. If you drink every time they drink in this movie, just have a sip of beer every time they drink in this yeah. movie. You will be hand-boned 30 minutes in. Oh, yeah, yeah. you'll be done. 100%. You're fucked. I was if <laughs> anybody can make it through this movie, please send us like a twi- <laughs> Like We just have to know who you are. <laughs> Um, I was also so I have a couple alternate endings. Okay. One of which I would like to see a instead of having to meet Seagal in the cage. Okay, it was established that Seagal is the world's greatest drinker, and that Kim <laughs> is coming up as this young, amazing guy who drinks a lot. He also fights people on okay. the side, okay. so they kidnap his daughter and okay. make him go round for rounds, pound for pounds with Steven Seagal, <laughs> still in a cage, but just drinking shots of whiskey. And then he passes out drunk. His daughter, <laughs> his daughter runs up to the cage and says, "Daddy, Daddy, you can do it. You can do it." Yeah. He gets up. He says, "I'm not that drunk," <laughs> and then proceeds to do shots with Stephen until they become best friends. Okay. 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 <laughs> I would also I like it. to see I like that. this. This is. I would like to see this in English, but 
it looked for a moment like they were going to go to court. Min and Kim were going to go to court over custody of Clementine. And I would love to see Kim showing up because he has no money. He's going to defend himself. And who walks in as Min's lawyer? Steven Seagal. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Steven Seagal courtroom um, drama would be the best thing imaginable, I think. Your Honor. What? You're going to have to speak up. But my, I think my best alternate ending, which is actually very similar to a lot of my alternate endings. So we get to that final scene where in the hospital when Min is composing a letter to herself in, in her head, a yeah. letter to her husband in her head. And yes. she's outside and Clementine gets on the intercom and has that little impassioned speech about, I love you, mom. I want you to be part of my life. She runs in. She runs up to the front desk. She goes up to the intercom and she sees no one's there. <gasps> what? And Clementine has not existed oh at any point in this movie. You code of honoring us right oh now? We flash back. Are you code of honoring us? You definitely died. code of honoring us. Oh my God. The grandmother then has a very long scene explaining all of this with a lot of flashbacks. Of course. Okay. Where Clementine, di Clementine died during her birth and never was a person. But her father, Kim, has imagined her his whole life. Jesus. Oh my God. And, twisted and shit when right Min there. came finally shit. back into contact with Kim, she started having the same hallucination. Oh my God. God, dude. That's I some twisted it. stuff. And I it was just it. to bring the two of them back together. Can we, can we remake this movie for American audiences? And I think do we that? could. I think that would be awesome, right? I love that idea. Can we keep all the excessive crying and drinking? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to do something about it. We'll that. get William H. Macy. He's great at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's Clementine 2004. Would you recommend this movie to people, Flav? Dude, yeah. Smitty? Especially if you're going to try to kill yourself drinking. <laughs> I'm, on the, uh, I'm on the fence. No, you wouldn't? All right. I thought um, that this was ultimately pretty fun and an, it's it was funny. an enjoyable it's watch. Funny. It was, yeah, it was enjoyable. I, I didn't, at any point, I wasn't too... Um, you described this as an action comedy, right, Smitty? I <laughs> like, thought it was. I thought I read a, that somewhere. It was briefly. more like an action family drama, ultimately, right? It was something. Yeah. It, it was something. Steven, we love you. Something. Come on the podcast. Hashtag kill us on film. Um, we, of course, want to thank our sponsors, Steven Seagal Color Forms. Pepsi, Pol Scent of Action Cologne, Polar Seltzer, Mazda, Wendy's, Telefunken Microphones, Qdoba, uh, P. Bear and Brown Man's Mail Order Friendship Class. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I got to give me one of those. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Um, and what are we going to do next, guys? This is episode three, of course, of season two. So I think next we're going to jump to 2016 Woo! and look at oh. Killing Salazar. Ooh. That's one I've been interested in for we're a while. We're going to get some famous people Salazar! this one. Yeah, we're going to get some good good uh, cameos and actually some good full-time roles in it from George St. Pierre, welterweight champion of the UFC. GSP, nice. Oh, let's yeah. see how that okay. plays out. All right, guys. Um, so once again, this is Clementine. This has been um, P. Bear. Brown Man. And Mr. Smitty. And this is Seriously Seagal. Do you know why I love this game so much? Because there can only be one king. The body in the bag is a one Joseph Salazar. 
Salazar was the boss of one of the most violent cartels in Eastern Europe. We're bringing him stateside. I always promised myself that I will find death. It will not find me. Salazar is going to be our star witness for the next 10 years. A new life under the watchful eye of the DEA. But now my old friends have become my new enemies. When they call me in today, they show. When they call me in, you're gonna live or you're gonna die. You know the saying, the king is dead, long live the king.